0: Chapter Thirteen of Kate Bonnet. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Gloria Begemann, Somerville, South Carolina. Kate Bonnet by Frank R. Stockton. Chapter Thirteen: The Pirate Vessel Revenge was now bound to the coast of the Carolinas and Virginia, and perhaps even farther north, if her wicked fortune should favor her. The growing commerce of the colonies offered great prizes in those days to the piratical cruisers which swarmed up and down the Atlantic coast. To lie over for a time off the coast of Charlestown was Captain Bonnet's immediate object— and to get there as soon as possible was almost a necessity the crew of desperate scoundrels whom he had gathered together had discovered that their captain knew nothing of navigation or the management of a ship and there were many of them who believed that if black paul had chosen to turn the vessel's bows to the coast of south america bonnet would not have known that they were not sailing northward thus They had lost all respect for him, and their conduct was kept within bounds only by the cruel punishments which he inflicted for disobedience or general bad conduct, and which were rendered possible by the dissensions and bad feelings among the men themselves, one clique or faction being always ready to help punish another. Consequently, the landsman-pirate would speedily have been tossed overboard and the command given to another had it not been that the men were not at all united in their opinions as to who that other should be there was also another very good reason for bonnet's continuance in authority he was a good divider and so far had been a good provider if he should continue to take prizes and to give each man under him his fair share of the plunder the men were likely to stand by him until some good reason came for their changing their minds so with floggings and irons on deck and below and with fair winds filling the sails above the revenge kept on her way and in spite of the curses and quarrels and threats which polluted the air through which the stout ship sailed there were always good-natured companionship wherever the captain dickory and ben greenway found themselves together there seemed to be no end to the questions which bonnet asked about his daughter and when he had asked them all he began over again and dickory made answer as he had done before the young fellow was growing very anxious at this northern voyage and when he asked questions they always related to the probability of his getting back to jamaica with news from the father of mistress kate bonnet the captain encouraged the hopes of an early return and vowed to dickory that he would send him to spanish town with a letter to his daughter just as soon as an opportunity would show itself when the revenge reached the mouth of charlestown harbor she stationed herself there and in four days captured three well-laden merchantmen two bound outward and one going in from england thus all went well and with willing hands to man her yards and a proudly strutting captain on her quarter-deck the pirate ship renewed her northward course and spread terror and made prizes even as far as the new england coast and if dickory had had any doubts that the late reputable planter of bridgetown had now become a veritable pirate he had many opportunities of setting himself right bonnet seemed to be growing proud of his newly acquired taste for rapacity and cruelty merchantmen were recklessly robbed and burned their crews and passengers even babes and women being set on shore in some desolate spot to perish or survive the pirate cared not which and if resistance were offered bloody massacres or heartless drownings were almost sure to follow and as his men coveted spoils and delighted in cruelty he satisfied them to their hearts content i tell you dickory charter said he one day when you see my daughter i want you to make her understand that i am a real pirate and not playing at the business she's a brave girl my daughter kate and what i do she would have me do well and not half-heartedly to make her ashamed of me and then there is my brother-in-law delaplaine i don't think that he had a very high opinion of me when i was a plain farmer and planter and i want him to think better of me now a bold fearless pirate cannot be looked upon with disrespect dickory groaned in his heart that this man was the father of kate turning southward rounding the cape of delaware the revenge ran up the bay seeking some spot where she might take in water casting anchor before a little town on the coast of new jersey here while some of the men were taking in water others of the crew were allowed to go on shore their captain swearing to them that if they were guilty of any disorder they should suffer for it on my vessel he swore i am a pirate but when i go on shore i am a gentleman and every one in my service shall behave himself as a gentleman i beg of you to remember that agreeable to this principle captain bonnet arrayed himself in a fine suit of clothes and without arms excepting a genteel sword and carrying a cane he landed with ben greenway and dickory and proceeded to indulge himself in a promenade up the main street of the town the citizens of the place terrified and amazed at this bold conduct of a vessel fearlessly flying a black flag with the skull and bones could do nothing but await their fate the women and children and many of the men hid themselves in garrets and cellars and those of the people who were obliged to remain visible trembled and prayed but captain steed bonnet walked boldly up the right-hand side of the main street waving his cane in the air as he spoke to the people assuring them that he and his men came on an errand of business seeking nothing but some fresh water and an opportunity to stretch their legs on solid ground if you have meat and drink he cried bestow it freely upon my men tired of the unsavoury food on shipboard and if they transgress the laws of hospitality then i their captain shall be your avenger we want none of your goods or money having enough in our well-laden vessel to satisfy all your necessities if ye have them and to feel it not the men strolled along the street swarmed into the two little taverns soon making away with their small stores of ale and spirits and accepting everything eatable offered them by the shivering citizens but as to violence there was none for every man of the rascally crew bore enmity against most of the others and held himself ready for a chance to report a shipmate or to break his head black paul was a powerful aid in the preservation of order among the disorderly conflicts between factions of the crew were greatly feared by him for the schemes which happy chance had caused to now revolve themselves in his master mind would have been sadly interfered with by want of concord among the men of the revenge captain bonnet followed at a short distance by dickory and ben was interested in everything he saw a man of intelligence and considerable reading it pleased him to note the peculiarities of the people of a country which he had never visited the houses the shops and even the attire of the citizens were novel and well worthy of his observation He looked over garden walls, he gazed out upon the fields which were visible from the upper end of the street, and when he saw a man who was able to command his speech, he asked him questions. There was a little church standing back from the thoroughfare, its door wide open, and this was an instant attraction to the pirate captain, who opened the gate of the yard and walked up to it that i should ever again see master steed bonnet go into a church was something i didna dream o dickory said ben greenway it will be a miracle and i doubt if he dares to pass the door with his sins and his plunders on his head but captain bonnet did pass the door reverentially removing his hat if not his crimes as he entered in but few ways it resembled the houses of worship to which he had been accustomed in his earlier days and he gazed eagerly from side to side as he slowly walked up the central aisle dickory was about to follow him but he was suddenly jerked back by the scotchman who forcibly drew him away from the door look ye whispered ben speaking quickly under great excitement look ye dickory heaven has sent us our chance he's in there safe and sound and the good angels will keep his mind occupied i'll quietly close the door and turn the key then i'll slip around to the back and if there be another door there i'll stop it some way if it be not already locked now dickory boy make your heels fly i noticed before we got here that some of the men were making their way to the boats dash ye among them dickory and tell them that the day they've been longing for ever since they set foot on the vessel has now come their captain is a prisoner and they are free to hurry on board their vessel and carry away with em ah oh, their vile plunder what exclaimed dickory speaking so earnestly that the scotchman pulled him farther away from the church do you mean that you would leave captain bonnet here by himself in a foreign town "'No, a bit of it,' said Ben. "'I'll stay with him, and so will you. "'Now run, Dickory.' "'Ben,' exclaimed the other, "'you don't know what you are talking about. "'Captain Bonnet would be seized and tried as a pirate. "'His blood would be on your head, Ben.' "'I canna talk about that now,' said Ben impatiently. "'Ye think too much of the man's body, Dickory, "'and I am considering his soul, "'and I am considering his daughter.' said dickory fearlessly do you suppose i am going to help to have her father hanged and with these words he made a movement towards the door the eager scotchman seized him dickory bethink yourself said he i don't want to hang him i want to save him body and soul we will get him away from here after the ship has gone he will be helpless then he canna be a pirate a minute longer, and he will give up and do what I tell him. We can leave before there is only talk a trial or hangin'. Run, Dickory, run. You're sinfully losin' time. Think o' his soul, Dickory. It's his only chance. With a great jerk, Dickory freed himself from the grasp of the Scotchman. It is Kate Bonnet, I'm thinking of, he exclaimed, and with that he bolted into the church the captain was examining the little pulpit haste ye haste ye cried dickory your men are all hurrying to the boats they will leave you behind if they can that's what they are after bonnet turned quickly he took in the situation in a second with a few bounds he was out of the church nearly overturning ben greenway as he passed him without a word he ran down the street his cane thrown away and his drawn sword in his hand dickory's warning had not come a minute too soon one boat full of men was pulling towards the ship and others were hurrying in the direction of an empty boat which awaited them at the pier bonnet with dickory close at his heels ran with a most amazing rapidity while greenway followed at a little distance scarcely able to maintain the speed what means this cried bonnet now no longer a gentleman but a savage pirate and as he spoke he thrust aside two of the men who were about to get into the boat and jumped in himself what means this he thundered black paul answered quietly i was getting the men on board he said so as to save time, and I was coming back for you, Bonnet glared at his sailing master, but he did not swear at him, he was too useful a man, but in his heart he vowed that he would never trust Paul Bittern again, and that as soon as he could, he would get rid of him, but when he reached the ship, three men out of each boat's crew, selected at random to represent the rest, were tied up and flogged, the blows being well laid on by scoundrels very eager to be brutal even to their own shipmates ah dickory dickory cried ben greenway as they were sailing down the bay ye have loaded your soul with sin on this day i fear ye'll never rise from under it whatever vile deeds that major bonnet may henceforth be guilty of, ye'll be responsible for them a dickory for every ain of em he's bad enough ben said the other and it's many a wicked deed he may do yet but i am going to carry news of him to his daughter if i can and what's more i am not going to stay behind and be hanged even if it is in such good company as major bonnet and you ben greenway whatever should happen on the rest of that voyage whether the well-intentioned treachery of ben greenway or the secret villainies of the crew should prevail whether disaster or success should come to the planter pirate dickory charter resolved in his soul that a message from her father should go to cape bonnet and that he should carry it the spirits of dickory rose very much as the bow of the revenge was pointed southward every mile that the pirate vessel sailed brought him nearer to the delivery of his message a message which while it told of her father's wicked career still told her of his safety and of his steadfast affection for her indirectly the bringing of such a message and the story of how the bearer brought it might have another effect which although he had no right to expect was never absent from dickory's soul this ardent young lover did not believe in master martin newcomb he had no good reason for not believing in him but his want of faith did not depend upon reason if lovers reasoned too much it would be a sad world for many of them when the revenge stopped in her progress towards the heavenly island of jamaica or at least that island which was the abode of an angel and anchored off charlestown harbor south carolina dickory fumed and talked impatiently to his friend ben greenway why a man even though he were a pirate and therefore of an avaricious nature should want more booty when his vessel was already crowded with valuable goods he could not imagine But ben greenway could very easily imagine when the spirit of sin is upon ye said the scotchman the more and more wicked ye're likely to be and ye must no forget dickory that every new crime he commits and of the property he steals and of the unfortunate people he maroons will have to be answered for by ye dickory when the time comes for ye to stand up and say what ye had got to say about your ain sins if ye had stood by me and helped to cut him short in his nefarious career he might now be beginnin a new life in some small coastin' vessel bound for barbados dickory gave an impatient kick at the mast near which he was standing it would have been more likely said he that before this he would have begun a new life on the gallows with you and me alongside of him and how do you suppose you would have got rid of the sin on your soul when you thought of his orphan daughter in jamaica your thoughts are too much on that daughter snapped greenway and no enough on her father's soul i am tired of her father's soul said dickory i wonder what new piece of mischief they are going to do here there are no ships to be robbed dickory did not know very much or care very much about the sea and its commerce and some ships to be robbed soon made their appearance one was a large merchantman with a full cargo and the other was a bark northward bound in ballast the acquisition of the latter vessel put a new idea into captain bonnet's head the revenge was already overloaded and he determined to take the bark as a tender to relieve him of a portion of his cargo and to make herself useful in the business of marooning and such troublesome duties being now commander of two vessels which might in time increase to a little fleet captain bonnet's ideas of his own importance as a terror of the sea increased rapidly on the revenge he was more despotic and severe than ever before while the villain who had been chosen to command the tender because he had a fair knowledge of navigation was informed that if he kept the bark more than a mile from the flagship he would be sunk with the vessel and all on board the loss of the bark and some men would be nothing compared to the maintenance of discipline quoth the planter pirate bonnet's ambition rose still higher and higher he was not content with being a relentless pirate bloody if need be but he longed for recognition for a position among his fellow terrors of the sea which should be worthy of a truly wicked reputation a pirate bold he would consort with pirates bold so he set sail for the gulf of honduras then a great rendezvous for piratical craft of many nations if the father of kate bonnet had captured and burned a dozen ships and had forced every sailor and passenger thereupon to walk a plank he would not have sinned more deeply in the eyes of dickory charter than he did by thus ruthlessly inhumanely hard-heartedly and altogether shamefully ignoring and pitilessly passing by that island on which dwelt an angel his own daughter but bonnet declared to the young man that it would now be dangerous for him and his ship to approach the harbor of kingston generally the resort of british men-o'-war but in the waters of honduras he could not fail to find some quiet merchant ship by which he could send a message to his daughter and in which and the pirate's eye glistened with parental joy as this thought came into his mind he might disguised as a plain gentleman make a visit to mistress kate and to his good brother-in-law so dickory was now to be satisfied and even to admit that there might be some good common sense in these remarks of that most uncommon pirate captain bonnet so the revenge with her tender sailed southward through the fair west indian waters and by the fair west indian isles to join herself to the piratical fleet generally to be found in the waters of honduras end of chapter thirteen